And welcome back to another Who Gives a Hoop. But this one's a little bit different because we finally have a game to talk about. We don't have to talk about what we saw outside. We can finally talk about a game, something that we've been looking forward to, something that we want to talk about finally. Luke, how are you doing? What did you think about the game? Let's just start it off with you. Well, you know, we didn't get 25 minutes of that game. Um, We did kind of because Gary – being a fantastic owner, uh, gave us that Instagram live to fill in those gaps that ESPN plus really screwed us on. Yes. Um, but what I was seeing was, you know, the guys, guys were fit. They were very, yep. fit. Um, we were seeing a lot of good, good work, uh, great cohesion out of the back. Rashid coming up big a number of times, Bilal, uh, making some great moves, Dalton out there, Hosworth, Luke, um, out there doing some great things. The midfield, oh, yeah, like they they were they were all doing things individually well. Yeah, I I have to agree with this. Yeah, they they weren't talking. I I didn't hear that those conversations going in an empty Gillette Stadium. You know that that should be echoing all over the place. Um, I know um, JP is out because of recent appendicitis. Uh, He had his appendix removed. I think him in that midfield, um, Sebas wearing the captain's armband, he very much deserves that. But the, I think throwing a guy who'd been signed um, not even a week uh, right into the starting lineup uh, definitely showed that we we were missing a bit of that cohesiveness that that would have fed uh, even more great shots up to Ethan and uh, and Juan. But even still, I, Boyce, I mean, he's been here for like two days and he's already on the team of the week. So obviously that's like a decent addition. And that'll just come with age kind of thing, I think, that that midfield cohesion and once Boyce starts like playing with these guys more often. I mean, am I right? what do you think about that? Oh, no, I, I 100% agree that I, I think Boyce is going to be a fantastic addition to the team. I just think going into this weekend with North Texas, we need something. We need a... More than just a band-aid, we need a, a solution fast. Um, what do you think of that? What do you think that is? I I really hoping that JP's back full fitness. Um, he was showing some great moves in in preseason. Um, per our interview, he, he ran 90 minutes against Minnesota United in a game that we won. Yeah. Um, in Minnesota United uh last night, two yeah, nights they, ago. They only lost because of PKs. So I well, mean they're, no, I mean, they, they're they really good. The PKs. Oh, did they? Oh, that's right. They. I'm sorry, I missed. I messed that up. Yeah. yeah, no. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we've got a a team, uh, like at our disposal, that actually being a team that's advancing into the uh, what is it quarterfinals of the MLS's back tournament? Yeah, quarterfinals. Uh, getting getting JP back out there for me is, I think, would be a huge win to cohesiveness in the midfield. Um, and I think Boyce, the more he he trains with the guys, put him on as a, a late half sub, um, no, get get him a little bit more acclimated in rather than just you no know, teaching him how to swim the old fashioned way um, would would definitely help us out. Yeah, I also and I, I don't want to be I don't want to give too many excuses, but I mean we're also having a transition. I, I don't know if you thought about this. We had a transition. There's a lot big different. There's a big difference between playing on grass, which is what we've been practicing on, and going to Gillette Stadium and playing on turf. That affects 
doing going down to do a slide tackle that affects the pace of the game i think that kind of affects a lot of little things that i don't know i I just i don't like to give excuses i'm not an excuse guy but all i'm saying i might have affected the game more than we'd like to admit oh that that turf was terrible i mean the ref the ref the ref was bad too yeah i I getting a yellow card for being run into that that's that was terrible that that was terrible but uh, that turf was definitely an issue, but I can't use the fact that we were playing on turf rather than grass yeah. as the excuse because they've been training at the um, uh, Omaha Sports Complex, which is turf. They've been doing that uh, just about every other day to get you to the different surfaces. So yeah. I, I, I'd love to use that excuse, but I'm I just, I'm, I'm, I'm I know, I know, here. I appreciate it, but no, let, I, I think we've just got to kind of see where they where they go in the future. Um, yeah. how everything works out after that first game and some, some retrospect uh, in the locker room. Yeah. I just think that this was a, I, I think this was a very winnable game and they just, from what I saw, it was just very slow paced and it just didn't. And I think your cohesion point is right mm-hmm. on. It's just wasn't there for the first game, but that's, I mean, these are the growing pains that you get with a new team. These are the growing pains. We're going to be fine. I think, I think oh, this yeah. week's going to be, this week's going to be very difficult but uh, let's get into it. Let's get into our hashtag owl props. Pat, let's get into what you got. Thank you, Pierce, for that wonderful introduction. Welcome, everybody, to Owl Props. This is the segment where I, producer Pat, will give you my favorite prop bets going into each Union Omaha match. These prop bets are brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. How it works is for each contest on Thrive Fantasy, you can choose up to five prop bets and two ice picks or two emergency picks. Before each game, I will give you my favorite picks and emergency picks. Just as a friendly reminder to everyone, Who Gives a Hoot is an independent podcast, and we have no affiliation with Union Omaha. I know just as much information about these players as you all do, which is nothing. When you hear these picks, these are picks coming from somebody who has gambling experience and is a Union Omaha fan. None of these bets are guaranteed. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Week 1's in the books, folks. I got Rashid Nuhu having less than 6.5 saves. Now we're heading into Week 2, Union Omaha against North Texas SC. Reigning champions of USL League 1, the game is at home at Warner Park, and we got pretty good weather on the horizon for this game. Should be 80 degrees, a sunny, partly cloudy, uh, with a little bit of wind, but not enough to affect the ball in any way. Just enough to give the players a little bit of a breeze. Everyone knows how important this game is, especially the players who are coming home after only managing a draw against New England Revolution 2. I can confidently tell you that these players are pissed. They have a fire in their heart, and they are hungry for goals. So without any delay, here are my favorite picks going into match day two. First one's going to be Ethan Vanacore Decker. Zero and a half goals and assists. Got to take the over at 135. Ethan Vanacore Decker, he had an outstanding performance in that left wing role. And he almost grabbed a great assist trying to dish it up to Evan Conway. There is no doubt in my mind that he is going to be involved in the attack this weekend. So take the over. If you don't take the over, you're a coward. Rashid Nuhu, four and a half saves, under 120. Last week, like I preached to you all, he showed up. 
knew who had two saves and a great save in the 82nd minute. But other than that, there was really no shots going into his way because he had a brick wall three-man defense behind him. So just like last week, I expect the same thing this week. Rashid knew who under four and a half saves. Next up, we got Dalton. Zero and a half goals under 55. Dalton was our man in charge of the back three brick wall defense. Got four clearances and three tackles for the Owls. Going up against North Texas, though, I think a majority of his time is going to be providing that rock solid defense. So we're probably, if I were to believe in Coach Jay, I believe we're probably going to be in a more conservative defense. So I don't really expect to see him all up there in an aerial threat on the pitch and I expect him even for corner kicks to kind of drop back a little bit more so we can prevent that counterattack. So don't really expect a lot coming from Dalton in this coming game. Uh, so one thing I do expect a lot of is my boy Evan Conway, zero and a half goals. You gotta take the over on this one guys. He had such a great performance last weekend, including that one that I was talking about earlier where Ethan Vanacore Decker dished it up to him by destroying that mid midfield. Evan Conway used that flash speed, made it up and made a great shot. Unfortunately it got blocked, but I mean he has speed. The guys like Alfonso Davies out there, he's got speed. The Call of Duty over Fortnite Green Bay Packer fan really looked like the flash out there. And you better believe that Evan Conway is going to be a real threat at home and he's going to want to score in the to be in the first ever home game. So take the over. If you don't, you're crazy. The last pick I got Tyler David. Zero and a half goals and assists. Gotta take the under on this one. It goes without saying. All Union Omaha fans were disappointed a little bit in that midfield last week. There was just no cohesion going on. There wasn't really a lot of team efforts. Spacing was awful. But out of despite all of that, one of the biggest bright spots we got to see out of that was Tyler David. The former first-round pick out of Minnesota United was by far the smartest player on the pitch. He had 32 passes, completed 84% of them, and not to mention he won two fouls for us. To make, to make something happen, or at least try to make something happen. Tyler David is our maestro. He is our playmaker. He is our Cesc Fabregas for Union Omaha. There is no doubt in my mind that he is going to be he is going to be the man that takes charge of the midfield and gets them back to where we need to be. Um, now, again, this is going to be North Texas SC, so I really don't see him being involved too much in the attack, but you better believe, as a fan of the long ball, he is going to be producing those long balls. Now, those are my five picks. We're going to jump quickly into these ice picks. I've got Damia Viotter, zero and a half goals. Got to take the over on it. Damia Viotter, the Teo Hernandez of Union Omaha, that man did everything. He did everything he could. He completed 60% of his crosses. He had one free kick opportunity where he almost curled it in right at the exact spot where you needed it. And he, he was just unbelievable that game. And I believe even in this game, he is going to be something truly special. So don't sleep on Damia Viata this game. You know that he is going to be involved in one way or the other. Now for my last lap. Ice pick, I've got Sebastian Contreras. Zero and a half goals and assists. you got to take the under. Like I said, that midfield did not look all that great last game. We, you, there was not a lot of cohesion going on. And I hope this game that I'm wrong. I hope for North Texas they can 
take it up and I believe behind Tyler David to lead that it's got to be Sebastian so don't be surprised if he's in there gives the through ball to Juan or gives the through ball to Ethan Vanacore Decker to score that first goal so don't don't sleep on him Alrighty, everybody, those are my picks going into match day two of Union Omaha against the reigning champions, North Texas FC. If you would like to ride or die with me on these picks, then head on over to ThriveFantasy.com or download the Thrive Fantasy app on the App Store or Google Play. If you put in promo code HOOT at Count Creation and deposit $10 or more, you will receive $10. Thrive Fantasy offers more than just Union Omaha games. You can also enter contests for eSports, baseball, basketball, football, or more. So please sign up today using promo code HOOT. That's H-O-O-T. Use promo code HOOP and prop up on this match day too, guys. And thanks, Pat, for those great picks. Uh, I don't know anything about it because, honestly, I, I didn't listen because if you know anything about recording – he already recorded that, so I have no idea what he said. But I'm assuming that they were great picks, right, Pat? I, well, they're always great picks. Huh. I, I we'll bet see. it was beautiful. I bet it was beautiful, but whatever. I don't know. Take it, leave it. What do I care? Uh, let's get into we have a review on our podcast. Uh, remember to go to, on to Apple or Google and review our podcast. Give us five stars and say something decently nice, and we will read it. Uh, Logan K. Finn. A good friend of ours, a wonderful supporter and a wonderful guy. This is his review. He says, gentlemen, I'm trying to binge the entire podcast today to get ready for the inaugural season. Shout out to me for saying that word right. Uh, I have been uh, championing this sport all my life to our humble area. You three are fantastic people, and I'm loving the content. It helps me learn. What can you tell us about ADA accessibility? I screwed up that word. uh, At the park or in parliament. He also says, also, I want to talk about bicycle kicks, flipping throw-ins. How many will we see from which players and who are they? Keep the cast coming and that beautiful soccer information too. Hashtag Union Omaha. Hashtag we are parliament. Hashtag Union Omaha. Hashtag who heads. Hashtag crimple pimpin. Love it. I love it, Logan. Uh, We'll just start off with Luke. We'll start off with the first question. What do you know about ADA whatever that word is come on. come on pierce get uh, it out of your mouth uh at the park or in parliament um i i know parliament um has partnered with benson brewing um to which uh, we were there last weekend with logan um is an ada accessible facility as far as i'm aware uh werner park is fully ada accessible yeah mm-hmm. But again, as we're a fully independent podcast, I can't speak 100% to anything in the future or uh, 100% to exactly what qualifies there. Well, let me just say this about it because, again, we're independent. I, I can't, like he, like Luke just said, we can't speak fully for Union Omaha. One of my favorite things about a really good baseball park, as everybody knows, I'm a baseball guy, is the is the chance and the opportunity to be able to walk around the baseball stadium. Uh, Werner Park, you can walk all the way around on a nice, flat, uh, concrete surface. Uh, so going around the park is going to be very easy for anybody. Uh, so, no, I would say that you're going to be fine inside of Werner Park. His second question is, Who's going to be doing all the backflips, bicycle kicks, and flipping throw-ins? Who do you think they are? We want to take some predictions. I I mean, what do you think, Luke? Uh, If Faraday Faraday gets a goal, bicycle. If we can see Elma uh, repeat his uh, sports center um, Mm -hmm. antics. 
no, that, I, I'd, I'd love to see, love to see him back in, uh, back on Sports Center again this year. But I, I don't think we're going to see anybody doing some flip throw-ins. No, I don't think so either. I, I no, I, I'm trying to picture all of the guys. Maybe I, you know who might be a secret guy who could do a flip is Poncho. Ooh, I could see that. I could see Poncho being a flip guy. He's a sleeper flipper. Yeah, I would say yeah, good one. I was really hey Luke. Hey Luke, that was really funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's get into next week's game. We got North Texas, the reigning champions, coming home. I won't be able to be there because I've got a uh, bachelor party planned. So uh, rest in peace, me, Luke. What are you thinking? What are you looking forward to? I know that North Texas just got done beating Ford Madison two one. Already, the, the the reputation precedes themselves. You know, what are you thinking before this game? Well, North Texas is real happy about that Lone Star they uh, put on their their jersey from winning last year. That's another uh, good joke. That's another good joke. I try. I try. You're on uh, fire. But <laughs> I I think um, as I was saying uh, before the owl props, we're definitely going to need more cohesiveness in the midfield. I think our defense is probably one of the strongest, if not the strongest in the league um, after watching last week. But until we can complete passes in the midfield, uh, until they're, you know, you're not seeing Evan run one way away from a ball and um, Devin or JP running, running the other way uh, just because they weren't communicating. Um, I, I think we were running into a real, real tough ship and relying a little too heavily on the defense but get that cohesiveness in the midfield, uh, get some earlier subs, bring on our, our super, uh, super powered forwards coming off the bench with uh, Elvira and Elma. Those guys brought some great late energy into the New England game, but put them in you know, at the 70th minute instead of the 85th. Um, mm-hmm. That Give them 20 minutes to do their work. I think if you'd given uh, Elma another five minutes or Elvira another five minutes, we would have seen a goal in that game. I'm going to be honest with you, Luke. I think that playing in front of a sold out crowd, wink, wink, you know what I'm saying? Like we're going to be, it's going to be a sold out crowd. It's going to be the first night. There's going to be fans that can boost up the team. There's something inside of me that feels like we're going to win this game, like three, one, three, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I feel like they're just going to come out on fire. I got to ask, are you asking for a bachelor party present from the team? I'm asking for a bachelor party present from the team. I'm asking for the game ball after they win three nothing. Uh, I mean, yeah. Bet Ben, Liam, and I are going to see what we can do. Uh, okay, we're trying to provide as much much coverage as we can day of game out there. Speaking of which, let's just go over what kind of coverage we're going to be bringing, Luke. I mean, we've got we were going to have a podcast coming right after. We're yep. going to have video content for you guys on, I think on our YouTube, we're going to at least have it on our Twitter with all of the stuff that we're going to be doing. I mean, we even have a uh, Liam who's uh, our chief writer or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he is going to write a game recap and he's going to be doing a league roundup at the end of the weekend. I mean, we just have so much content. We, who gives a, who has really built themselves us. I guess we can't, we don't have to say we, I mean, we can say we. We've built ourselves to give you guys the one-stop shop for all Union Omaha news. Legitimately everything. Am I, I mean, am I missing anything else, Luke? Uh, I will say, uh, just because we're recording on his birthday, uh, Weston up there at League One Unfiltered does yep. do a great dance watch. But 
I, I saw how he didn't know, didn't know how to take a shot. Yeah. He didn't. So I'm he just going to do one right here on air for him. Oh, oh, you're going to do, oh, this is I'm going to do great. one right here on air. Like, oh, this is great. This is great video content. Are you going to take a video of it? Into oh, it? no, you're just going to hear it. Okay. Tell, tell us when you start. Oh, it's already gone. Oh, geez. That was quick. That was great radio. That's great radio. That, I, I went to four years of journalism school and they taught to do that all the time. <laughs> well, we've got a, a great interview uh, with Chris, the head of the Union Omaha uh, Union Army. And uh, also we have Ryan, head of Omaha Parliament coming up. And we've got so much content for you guys on our Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all over the place. So make sure that you keep plugged in with that. Well, hold on, hold on, Pierce, before oh, we go. I'm so I, bad at this. I have a question for Luke. Oh. Luke, this is our first game, correct? Uh, yeah, it'll be our second game. Our, 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 well, our first home game. First home okay. game, yeah. First home have, game, right? I legitimately have I, no idea. The host officially has no idea where this is going. I believe there were some promises to some very cool people on Twitter for being a 300th and 400th follower. Oh, no. They will I never, be getting a free oh. beer at the first game. Wow. I never promised the 400th. But wow. I, I, I can find a tweet. <laughs> wow. Uh, you can find a tweet where you promise, but I do owe a beer to the 300th follower. Um, and she actually gave it away. So I'm going to have to dig in those tweets. But uh, as soon as I, I find that, come find me at the tailgate. Um, I will be at the parliament tailgate. So come find me and I will get you a nice, nice cold beer. Damn, I might. I, I mean, no, I want to. You're no, not the 300 no. follower. You were like you're the right. second. I, I think I was like the second follower. I might have yeah. been the first follower. I don't even know. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Uh, again, like I said, we've got a great interview coming up and uh, we can't wait to give you all of the content after the game, before the game this Saturday. So make sure that you keep paying attention. <laughs> Hey guys, before we get to the interview, I want to talk to you guys about Global Scarves. Global Scarves is the premier supplier of custom soccer scarves, beanies, blankets, and other great fan merchandise. They have the lowest pricing to maximize your fundraising needs and to produce at the highest quality in Europe, where soccer was born. They know the product, and they know what it means to put that scarf on for match day. They work tirelessly to make sure that you are outfitted to support your club. Email Global Scarves now to find out more information on the process or to get a free design mock-up for your group or club at kyle at globalscarves.com. And we would like to welcome on not just one, but two guests, Chris and Ryan, the presidents of the two supporter groups here at Union Omaha. Ryan with Parliament, Chris with Union Army. Fellas, how are you doing today? Doing well. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Who do I got to talk to around here to make this a, a West Ham fan podcast? Uh, you would have to talk. You can see yourself out. Yeah, I'm going to have to be honest with you. It's going to be a little while before we can accept a little bit of West Ham banter. But, I mean, let's just get right into it. I mean, the season's coming up. The season starts this weekend. I'm going to start with you, Ryan. How are you going to keep this really tight-knit culture that has been throughout this whole entire process how are you gonna keep that with six feet of distance and mass and no singing? How, what are you planning on doing to keep that going? Yeah, so uh, like you said, Pierce, we actually are not gonna organize any chants or singing just uh, for COVID reasons. The thing we're gonna do is we're gonna have uh, drum or gong and all that stuff in the in the berm with us. 
so we can at least be making some noise. Um, sounds like the team is actually going to be spray painting circles with various numbers of circles together so that groups can stand together. Um, so we're going to do the best we can. Um, hope that people wear masks and socially distance and stick to their circles and do what we can up there. Uh, so Ryan, um, obviously there's been a big amount of buildup. Not everyone's going to be comfortable being out there. What are you doing to try and engage those fans who maybe don't feel comfortable uh, actually attending games in the middle of a pandemic? Um, so some things we've already done with the, uh, with the New England two game, we, we had a virtual watch party. So over zoom. So anybody that wanted to watch it could watch it on ESPN plus uh, watch the game together. We asked them not to screen share because Mickey Mouse has better attorneys than we do. Um, so, so we wanted to make sure that no one got in trouble that way, but um, we are going to continue to do that even with home games so that we have somebody hosting that somebody sitting on, uh, on a zoom call. We've also um, been partnering. We partnered with Benson Brewery, but we also held a, uh, held a watch party out at the Capitol district where we were able to be outside um, and so being outside was nice because we could spread those tables out. Everybody could distance really easily. And so those people that were uh, nervous about being inside a bar or inside somewhere were able to attend and not feel as apprehensive about being there. Um, as far as anybody that actually attends the game, uh, we've released our own COVID policy from Parliament. Uh, that includes wearing a mask when you are at the tailgate with us. Uh, that we plan on having, uh, wearing a mask if you want to do a march in with us, and then strongly encouraging you to wear your mask even once you're at your seat, even with the uh, the new the new regulations and guidelines Warner Park just released. Now, Chris, uh, you you and Union Army are going to be over there in Section 119, and obviously the way that spacing is going to be, how how is that looking for you? Are you guys uh, still going to be out there in force, or? you're going to be taking it a little bit more, more cautiously during the pandemic. So, yeah, I mean, I know it's something that with, with my crew, we, we've been having a lot of conversations back and forth about it. And I personally, I am actually going to be watching the game from home uh, just because of those concerns. Actually, I had a uh, loved one go through a, a COVID scare probably within the past week. Luckily they, they didn't end up testing negative, but it was still kind of one of those like, kind of wake up call kind of deals where it's just uh, it's like it, it might be a bit early to come out but i know most of the union army is actually going to be in attendance for the game now something that all three of our little our little groups have are scarves i mean if you guys if somebody were to want to get a scarf from parliament i'll ryan will start with you and chris will go with you next how would somebody get a scarf yeah, so um, at our tailgate and every watch party that we do, um, we are going to have our scarves available. We do have a limited number of our original scarves left that weren't claimed. Um, they're the ones that say our city, our team. And then um, if you guys follow the players on Instagram, you'll see that they have been uh, promoting this afternoon and evening um, a new scarf, a Viva Bujos scarf that we, uh, that we just launched that will be available for the first time to be purchased on Saturday. Uh, at our tailgate and at the game. Um, and so we gifted all the players and the coaching staff one scarf uh, for each person there. Um, and they've been nice enough to thank us on Instagram, on social media forum and stuff. So, um, yeah, they're $25, so you can come purchase one. 
from us. We also have gators that people can purchase from us, uh, 15 for one or two for 25. Um, so we have some of those as well. Now, I, I know, Ryan, that you, you've already purchased uh, one of the beautiful Who Gives the Hoot scarves. No. I have. And, and is that hanging proudly in your wall? It sure is, yep. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it, like, right in the middle? Because I, I have it right in the middle of mine, of all my other global scarves, which, by the way, fantastic company. Uh, but, no, we're... We're really excited to see uh, that Viva Buo scarf out there. Um, I know that's been something the team has really appreciated uh, the hashtag coming up and, and getting that out there to uh, kind of incorporate more of our community um, across, across. the world. Yeah. And that was the goal with the scarf. Absolutely. was to, to appeal to a broader audience, um, you know, overall. Yeah. And Chris, um, I, I just saw before jumping on this recording that Union Army has their first scarf uh, created by the venerable Jeff Kaufman. Yep, that's right. We uh, actually, it kind of came as a surprise. I wasn't actually, I was kind of afraid they wouldn't arrive before Saturday. So right now we're in the process of getting all of our scarves uh, kind of divvied out and organized to the supporters just so that there's going to be the presence there for uh, the game on Saturday. And then um, I know I've, I'm allocating some scarves aside for like uh, Matt in the front office, Gary Green, um, Marty, I mean, a whole bunch of other people. So it's something where right now, like with, cause we did a limited run just to see, since we kind of have a smaller group than parliament, we just wanted to see who was going to be interested and who wanted to grab a scarf. And then we're going to do a second run once, if there's interest in people having Union you know, mosque or union army scarves. So, Chris, for me, I mean, a lot of casual fans are going to be coming to these games. Why should, and Ryan, I'll ask you this right after Chris answers, why should a casual fan or somebody that's kind of interested, why should they join a group like Union Army? And then, Ryan, why should they join a group like Parliament? So with with a group like Union Army, it's something where, you know, it it's kind of a way to get into the game because especially with Omaha, yeah, I mean, there's like, you know, places like Creighton, UNO, that, and plus local high schools that have soccer. But sometimes, even when I was trying to recruit people into the Union Army, they're just kind of like, well, I don't know a lot about soccer or this, this, and this. And sometimes it's it's kind of a good way to get them into the game where it's like, this is what soccer culture is. It's not just going to a baseball game and watching nine innings and kind of just going with yourself or with your family. It's like, because soccer is about community. And so it's basically getting them into the community of soccer and how you not only grow the game, but how you grow your community. Uh, I mean, how, how do you follow that up? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I mean, don't know how you, you follow that. I don't um, know. I, the one thing I would, I mean, I would <laughs> echo everything Chris said because that was amazing. Um, the one thing I would also uh, include is we've, um, we've created a, a diversity and inclusion committee. Um, and their, their goal is to, is to help us with, uh, bringing in multiple members of different groups. Um, you know, we're looking at how can we be more open and able to recruit women into our group or to even start their own group if they're, if they want to, um, how we can enhance and, uh, and support our, uh, members that are currently and maybe future members that are from the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, and so we're really working hard on that as well. Um, we've done some work with uh, the Plastics SG, which is they're kind of an MLS um, 
group that that they it's made up of women and LGBTQIA plus um, of members. And we've been working with them on some stuff as well, just to make sure that we are doing everything we can. Um, you know, predominantly, especially where we live, our group tends to be uh, male and white. So um, we're trying to be conscious of that so that we aren't the ones making all the decisions or trying to make all the policies on things as well. Oh, no, I was going to say that's actually a really good point, because I know that. Um, when Parliament had their elections, that was something that was kind of top of mind and Ryan was kind of on the same wavelength as, as I was, was I know that I'm kind of constantly on the lookout, like whenever people are kind of looking to jump into the group, it's, you know, making sure that we're, we're projecting an atmosphere of, you know, because I mean, the, some, the, the handle we've had on the Twitter page since the beginning is pro-inclusion and anti-racism. Mm-hmm. It's something where we want to make sure that people feel welcome and that this is not just, um, you know, a, a, you know, a sport that only, you know, white, you know, 20, 30, 40 somethings watch, you know, this is something that all four corners of the community should be able to jump in and engage in and feel welcome to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Now you guys have given us a lot of good info on how to join, why we should join a supporters group that I don't think anyone, uh, any one of our listeners can really argue with, but I do have to ask, what did you think about the game against New England? What <laughs> <laughs> a question, Luke. Um, uh, now remember, your supporters group presidents. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing I'll say: it, it, it was a very uh, typical go on the road, get a point, don't don't lose the game type game, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, Defense looks solid. Uh, New who looks solid back between the sticks. Um, I, I think overall it, it was the performance Jay wanted, which was don't give up anything and try and get forward and be dangerous now and then. And if we nicked a goal, we would have nicked a goal. But otherwise, I think I think they followed the game plan that was set in front of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of on the the same the same page as Ryan because they kind of I mean. Being being a West Ham fan, I mean, sorry, I'm going to keep bringing that no, up. Knock it out. But I bring up Chelsea every <laughs> single time, especially and especially since now that Chelsea's a Champions League team going into next year, we can plug what I mean. If you want to keep plugging West Ham, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, the thing you learn about being a West Ham fan is you learn about adversity. You kind of learn about like it's like not every game is going to be a guaranteed or a probable guaranteed three points on the road, so it's. Uh, for me, I was pleased with the defense. You know, it. You know, we the fact that we didn't allow any in the back. The fact that, you know, we were actually responding to threats fairly well. I I was actually pretty pleased with the performance. The thing I was the most afraid of is, you know, like I I know we have a good batch of players, but it was still something where it's like, like it's been a it's been a while since they've actually been on the pitch in terms of like an actual live game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, are they? mentally are like physically yeah they're probably ready but mentally are they ready and it's they looked ready mm-hmm. so for you fellas because i'm always about goals and what's your guys's five-year plan if you listen to the podcast that's like my main thing what is your guys's goal i'll start off with you chris what's your kind of goal for union army as a group by the end of this year <laughs> and then ryan same to you so i think for the end of this year um I think, <coughs> excuse me, I had to grab a drink of water here. Must be some quality H2O. Yeah. Yep. Sorry about mm-hmm. that. Um, so it's, 
for me, it's it, the, we have a lot of like different people in our group who kind of know each other, but not really. So it's something where we're building the foundation for future growth just so that, you know, it's, I want a tight knit group that people are like, I want to join that. I want to, you know, cheer, cheer the team with these people. And so that's kind of my, my big overarching plan for 2020 is just build a community. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. We kind of are the board after the elections, we all kind of decided that this can be considered year zero. Um, one, we're having the truncated season. There's not a guarantee we get the full season, depending on how things go. Um, and so a lot of our goal was do what we can to uh, to get people engaged and re-engaged. Um, we, you know, we have over 200 members that have joined at some various point, and we're trying to find every way we can to engage them, whether that's uh, tailgates, whether that's Zoom meetings, whatever it is, just trying to find ways to keep people engaged. Uh you know, my long-term goal, and that doesn't, you know, hopefully I can pass this on to future boards too, is, um, you know, at the, at the start of this with Parliament, almost almost a year ago, I guess, um, we had membership dues, you know, and we had it tiered out. And that's something that I really want to get away from. Um, one, I don't want to accidentally price people out just because we thought it was a good price point. doesn't mean it meets everybody's needs. Um, but also we want to find a way to be self-sufficient by using things like merch. So t-shirts, scarves, whatever else it is, um, where that money then goes back into parliament for us to be able to do other things like TFOs and, um, you know, and get supplies for tailgates and stuff like that. Uh, so that's, that's probably my biggest goal is to at least get us to a point where that's something we can take moving forward. Um, the other thing I think Chris and I have both agreed on because he and I've talked quite a bit is, we want to make sure since we are the two identified supporters groups that we're talking to each other. Um, mm-hmm. And so that we can find ways to, once we're able to do things like cheers and songs and stuff where, you know, we can have things going on both sides of the, of the field where we're both behind a goal and doesn't matter what side you're on, you're going to hear the same stuff going and you're going to hear noise. And we can even do stuff where we shout back and forth at each other doing things like that. So um, mm-hmm. that's, that's another goal of mine is just to make sure that not only are we inclusive for the people in our group, but for other supporters groups that may, that may come around. Ryan, you just talked about TFOs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Is there any type of TFO or banners that you're really looking forward to, to like prom- to pr- premiering on the first game? Yeah. So, uh, we're really excited. We actually, um, uh, Alec Carstens, who is uh, the head of our TFO stuff and is on our board, he came up with a really cool design. A black background um, and in white letters it says say their names um, and then all the in the background uh, kind of a shade a shade lighter you see all the names of different people that have that have been killed due to police brutality or some kind of police interference um, we also are planning for our march um, and this went out to all of our members, so I feel confident to say this for our march uh, I know a lot of people watch Elma's stuff and when Elma runs he runs with mm-hmm. his hands up. Um, and so for our march, when we march in, we're going to march in with our hands up like Elma does with just the drum going and everybody else being silent. Um, so, yeah, we, we have some stuff planned. Uh, the banner is going to be a vinyl printed banner. So it's something that will have a really sharp image, but it'll also be able to be seen everywhere. Um, so we're really excited about that. We worked with both Tyler, David and Elma and four on that 
banner, so they players got some say in that as well. Now, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong. Elma's a Man City fan, isn't he? Yeah, you know, he and I are friends, but that's the one thing that we can't agree on. Yeah, because you're you're a Man United fan, which you know, I am. as much as I trash on the Chelsea fans on this pod, uh, <laughs> man, they were Champions League too. <laughs> I mean, just EPL in general, you know me. But yeah, for sure. No, as as the season goes, and obviously we're all here because we're passionate about this team. We're passionate about soccer. Uh, what is your hope to go off of Pierce's question? What is your hope for the club in five years? Good question, Luke. I agree. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think the ultimate goal for any. Uh, any fan of any team is for them to win championships, right? Um, I think that everybody's going to get a little bit of a, an asterisk for this year, considering what the playoffs are. You know, it's just going to be two teams going to the final. Um, but I, I would, I would hope in the next five years we're, we're challenging for the USL one championship and, um, you know, consistently making the playoffs, making the final, that type of stuff. I think that if, if Jay can keep his system in and keep a, decent core of guys in every year. We, you never know if USL won. It's some of those guys move in and out really fast, but if he can keep a decent core there, I think that he could easily be challenging, you know, the Greenvilles and North Texases. Yeah. I, to me, I, you know, I'm very, very kind of very openly bullish on the team. Personally, I could see us being in playoffs by next year, mm-hmm. if not end of year three. Uh, you know, I, for me, the, the, the five to even 10 year goal is, I mean, I at least want a, I want union army to, to basically dominate all of one nineteen. <laughs> Two, um, I, you know, I, I honestly would like to see the fan base where be, like every section has its own supporters group where we're basically selling out the park every single home game to the point where the team has no choice but to build a soccer specific stadium, you know, not to knock on Warner Warner's going to be a great home, but I think I, I know it's something that for me is having a soccer specific stadium, I think is going to be amazing for us. And that's kind of where I want to see us between five to 10 years. So I, yeah. have, so I have one more question. Luke probably has one more question, but I mean, Ryan, you kind of touched on this and Chris, maybe you could speak of this. How has these questions, how have these relationships been with the players? Are you surprised about what the relationships have been like? Cause Ryan, I know you talk with Elmo a lot. I mean, talk about those relationships that you guys have built with the players, the front office and with the coaches. Yeah. I mean, I said to Tyler um, on the zoom call we did when we were coming up with the banner that, one of the coolest parts about having lower league soccer is we get the kind of access to the players and the team that you wouldn't get, you know, I mean, if Pierce, if you lived in London and we're supporting Chelsea, you wouldn't have that kind of access to those players. Right. And so that's, that's the thing that's really cool about it is, you know, Elma and I can text back and forth or do FaceTime or, um, you know, just bounce ideas off of each other, um, you know, with things, uh, Tyler and I were messaging and he was actually my contact to drop the scarves off so that he could get them to the team. And so there's just, it, it's an easier Avenue in for us to do those kinds of things that we wanted to do. Um, and I think it's cool because they are a part of our community and because they're new to our community, it's a way for us to welcome them in. 
uh, and make them feel like, hey, this can be home for however long they end up being here. Yeah, uh, for me, the the relationship with the front office has been really great. You know, working with, you know, working with Matt specifically and the, the rest of the crew. I mean, it's just it's been a very open and very collaborative process. And even getting you know getting advice from Peter Wilt when because uh, one of our uh, guys, David, he came with me down to the park last November. And Peter is actually in town and, you know, Peter, Matt and David and I walked the park and, you know, David's giving a lot of, or I mean, Peter's giving a lot of great advice in terms of, you know, how to get a really good supporters group off the ground, how to make it last, how to make it sustain. And also how to deal with your front office where he goes, it's, it's incredibly important to partner with them, but he could, I mean, he could not stress enough that, it comes down to working with the people that you bring in to build a unique voice and to build a unique supporters group culture. Because if every single section has their own individual supporters group, each and every single one has got to be its own unique voice within that, that ecosystem within the park and within the community. Now, one, one thing about both your five-year plans that I thought was very, very off. Um, so, <laughs> <just to laughs> I mean, Chris, I, I love that you're getting behind that soccer-specific stadium idea. You know that that's something you know near and dear to all of us uh, here at Gizahu. But you didn't say win the U.S. Open Cup and go to the Champions League. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for uh, speaking for me, and uh, I'll speak for the Union Army. I could see us definitely going to the championship probably by year four, and I could see us winning probably within year four, if not year five. All right. All right. I need you to respond. What do you, what do you think about um, us, us going to uh, CONCACAF Champions League? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm the, I guess I'm the realist. Uh, <laughs> I, I, think that, uh, I think that we can definitely become one of those teams that makes some noise. It's kind of like the FA Cup when you watch that. I know I'm going to bring up English soccer again, Luke, much to your chagrin, but uh, you know, FA Cup, you know, and, and some of those other cups that they have over there, uh, which is why they have to have their English weeks. Um, that that's they're known for the minnows to knock off some big boys every now and then. And um, I, I think as a as a third tier soccer team that has a limited budget for player salaries, I think going in the U.S. Open Cup and knocking off a couple people and getting, you know maybe getting like an SKC and, and knocking them off. I think that'd be a huge win for this team. And, Oh yeah. You know, it'd be a, it'd be a huge boon for, to build a fan base. Um, you know, sometimes you just need something like that. And I, I think overall, if, if we're winning championships in USL one and we're competing well in a cup, you're going to get fans that want to come out and we're going to get the things that Chris was talking about too, of, filling every section with even a smaller version of a supporters group. Um, but we're going to get more of that early on if the team is successful and people see that there is, you know, there's progress being made. Um, and so I, I think that's the, that's the uh, going to be an ultimate goal as long as we are where we are and the money remains the way it remains. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you think about it with having both Creighton and UNO within, you know, within, a pretty short distance of the team. I think there's a good opportunity to start picking up players mm -hmm. from those, from those uh, schools to plug them into the team and start giving them first professional starts. Yep. I mean, it's especially with the, the firepower that we have at high, the high school level of this town, you know, it's, I, I think honestly, 
us going to year four or year five and not only getting to the championship and winning, I honestly think it's a possibility with what we got going on in, in Nebraska soccer. Well, and we have a head coach that has connections with both with both colleges too, which is always yep. going to be a benefit when you're recruiting players because you know he not only does he have connections, but the people coaching those teams have connections with him. So that that's always going to be a benefit for us. I'm going to call you both out for leaving out the big one where uh, our boy Dami came from, leaving out Iowa Western. Oh, council <laughs> bias over there. Yeah. Well, who? <laughs> and I, I think the other thing that's that is cool is uh, Sebastian Soto. He just he just got a big contract, right? Just got a big move. Um, yeah. Well, and and he was at he was at the RSL Academy, wasn't he? Yep. And Jay was Jay was his coach, and so I mean, there's stuff like that too, where you know he has connections in a lot of places, and he's done. I think he's made a lot of good career moves, and I think that those moves are only going to be a benefit to this team. Um, and I, I think that's something that he can go and hang his hat on and show some of the boys and even some of those college kids he's bringing in and say, "Look, I had him in an academy team, and look where he is now." You know. Yep. So, well, fellas. Thank you guys so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. I mean, honestly, I don't know who's going to listen to this and not want to join at least one of your guys' crews. I mean, what's your guys' at on Twitter so that they can follow you? I'll let you go first, Ryan. What's Omaha Parliament's at on Twitter and on Facebook? Where can they find you? At Omaha Parliament. For you, Chris? Uh, at the Union Army One on Twitter, and our Facebook group is the Union Army Supporters. Bada bing, bada boom, and I'm just excited that we're actually talking about soccer and like real games, and we're not talking about like what could it be like. We're talking about what it is going to be like. So thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay. Yep, it was a pleasure. Oh,